Let me uh, remind you that Built Bar is our sponsor uh, this half hour. I think I think if Built Bar were dollars, Stu, because of Lisa, would be a billionaire it's by true. now. That's true. If they were, ju- oh, that's all. That's all we're asking here. I'm just asking for Built Bars to become dollars, because then my fridge would constantly be filled with dollars. Uh, right, right. <laughs> it's true. Uh, she right. loves them but you're, uh, more than anybody else I've ever seen in my entire life. But every time she recommends them to somebody, uh, they love them just as much and order tons yeah. of them. It's really yeah. amazing. It really is. Game changer. Um, Lisa recommended them to my wife. My wife recommended them to me for a while. Uh, I'm positively addicted to these things now. They are so good. All these different flavors. They're healthy for you. It's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your next order. Use the promo code BEC15. 15% off now at BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. The show continues here in just a moment. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, This week in particular, you are going to see a lot of economic news that comes out that is like this. Post-pandemic spending spree has begun. Americans are buying up everything. It looks like we're finally recovered. Okay, great. Let me tell you what Americans are buying. Let me give you the denial, and then I'm going to give you the truth and, and something that when you are prepared for, you're gonna be able to prepare your family and have less to worry about than everyone else. The, the markets are trying to cover something that is really, I think, extraordinary. And first time in history. You know, when, they, when something happens, first time in financial history, when something like that happens, you, you might call it extraordinary. Instead, the financial markets are saying nothing to see here, but there is so much to see here. I explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I have been saying now for a few months now, you got to get your house, financial house in order. And I, I, of course, I've been saying that for a long time, but I am, I'm trying to, to express to you the importance of action right now get your financial house in order and i think you'll understand a little bit more after this uh, first half hour but i want to talk to you about your timeshare timeshare termination team is our sponsor this half hour if you have a timeshare i mean you might love it if you have a disney timeshare i mean those things the company will buy them back and everything because there's a market for them too many people buy timeshares that really aren't uh, something that you can ever sell again. You can't finance and it just never, ever ends. If you have looked into getting rid of your timeshare, you might have noticed that uh, a lot of companies out there are just a second scam on you. 
because they're people who have I've worked in the timeshare industry. And then when I found out how bad they were, well, that's when I had a come to Jesus moment. And uh, I realized there's a bigger scam out there. I'm going to help you get out of your timeshare. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't go to one of those people. If you are serious about getting out of your timeshare, there is a legal way to do it. And timeshare termination team has a step-by-step plan to get you out of your timeshare safely, legally, and permanently. Why? Because none of their guys sound like this. They're all attorneys. This is a group of attorneys that know the law, no no contracts, and no timeshares. And they can get you out and a 100% guarantee. Timeshare termination team. If it if they can't get you out of the timeshare, any money that you have put up to do it, they will refund 100% of it. Timeshare termination team. Call them right now and see if they can help you. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online now at timeshareterminationteam.com. By the way, make sure that you tell them that uh, Glenn Beck sent you. You'll get that 20% off when you terminate your timeshare if you use my name, Glenn. Timeshareterminationteam.com. Keys LaPeach. So what made the American economy so amazing? What made us great uh, economically? Well, there were a few things. Uh, there was uh, inexpensive labor, which is long gone. There was inexpensive and plenty of energy and stable electricity which in places like california that's gone you need people you need energy you need a stable government you need stable prices and when you put all of these things together you you have an explosion of growth of capital for everyone okay well, we're now saying that uh, the American economy is about to boom again. This is an actual story from Bloomberg. Shoppers are emerging from their cocoons and aspiring to switch it up from sweatpants uh, and stubble and streaming right now. You ready? People are hitting the mall or watching a movie in a theater again. Retail sales are up almost 10%, according to the Commerce Department. Well, that's fantastic. The balance sheet is excellent, outstanding, coiled, and ready to go when they're ready to start money, uh, uh, spending money, said J.P. Morgan Chase. He was on a call with reporters. He said customers uh, and consumers have $2 trillion or more in cash in their checking accounts, more than they did before the pandemic, and they're just ready to let it go. So... Skirts, jumpsuits, and dresses at Kohl's and Macy's and American Eagle. Way up. Way up. Dresses. Jeans. There's a new denim cycle. And people are going out for the first time and buying jeans. Bottles of sparkling wine. Flying off the shelves now. Champagne is through the roof. Now, that may be because of the Gavin Newsom administration. I'm not sure. Shoes. Shoes are being purchased. Oh, my gosh. And even a higher replacement rate for sneakers. 
And finally, shaving kits. Yeah, shaving kits are through the roof right now. I mean, what more? Well, you ask? Swimsuits. Mm Mm-hmm. Swimsuits. Swimsuits, dresses, shaving kits, and shoes. If that doesn't make for a booming economy. I mean, I watched Little House on the Prairie. I know what happens when Nellie and her dad, who owned the store, and they would come in once a year to buy shoes. Nellie would know we're going to be rolling into money forever because the family just came in and bought a new pair of shoes. Next thing you know, this whole place is not going to be a prairie anymore. It'll be dress and shoe stores from here until the ocean. Okay, a great country was not built on shoe sales. Everybody needs shoes. When people start to come out of their house, they start shaving again. That's not a big purchase. Oh, man, it is if you're Gillette. Oh, man, the people are going to be hiring so many people because now more and more people are just going to be shaving. Oh, Gillette's going to go through the roof. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to tell you that is because it's ridiculous. And I want you to understand the one thing that Jamie Dimon said from J.P. Morgan Chase. He said, consumers have $2 trillion or more in their checking accounts than they did before the pandemic. Well, that's great, right? We're saving money. Let me tell you the truth. When J.P. Morgan came out just last week uh, with their financial report, they and all of the other banks reported something that has not happened in history before. How does a bank make money? A bank makes money by taking in deposits, paying you a little bit on that. So that's a losing proposition. How do they make money? Well, it's not through the deposits because they lose money on that. They maybe pay 1%, but they pay 1% and then they loan that money out. And then what do they do? They loan that money out and they charge 6% for interest. And so they make 5%. Now, those are rough, but that's how they make money, okay? They make money by doing that. They make investments off of the profits that they have gotten. Here's the problem. Right now, the deposits just in J.P. Morgan Chase, up 24, 24% year over year, up 6% from Q4. So in other words, wait a minute. In the first quarter of this year, we're saving even more money than we were in the fourth quarter of last year? We're getting we're getting even more stingy? And loans by the banks are essentially flat from a year ago. They are down 4%. So the money they're spending... up the money. The chance of money to to make is down 4%, but that 4% down that that's really important. JP Morgan Chase had 100% more deposits than loans. 
and the ratio from loans to deposits have dropped below 50%. That's below 50% now for three quarters. What the hell does all of this mean? What does that even mean? Let me give you one more fact, and then I'll explain it to you. The other fact you need to know is the rate of loans is now down more than during the crash of 08. Do you remember when you couldn't get a loan? It's down now, lower loan rate than during the crash. So how is JP Morgan and all these companies making so much money? Follow me here for a second. They are trying to generate inflation. Okay. The job of the Fed is to keep inflation at about one or two percent. We figure inflation entirely different now than we did in the 1980s or when you were whenever you were growing up. We don't figure it the same way. We don't actually look at like, you know, gas. We don't look at uh, uh, certain foods anymore. We don't look at the things that were actually figured in. And I'm loose on those facts. I just know that they have taken a lot of the cost of living stuff and, and put them on the side. So you're not actually looking at inflation anymore. So what do they do? They're trying to get you to buy so the price of things don't collapse. All right? You have to have money circulating. So they pump all the money. The Fed pumps all of this money into the banks the banks are supposed to loan it out but if no one is lining up for the money then what do they do with all that money well they take it to where inflation actually does exist although they won't say that they'll put it those banks instead of loaning it to you will put it in the stock market so now all of this money that the fed printed is going into the stock market and the recipient of that money and all the profits are the big banks. So they are making money hand over fist. And they should, because the government is pretty much putting them out of business. Banks aren't lending to small businesses. In fact, Chase Bank recently announced it was going to cease, listen to this, cease all small business lending until the PPP funding that is part of the $1.9 trillion Biden plan is exhausted. So you go to the bank as a small businessman and you cannot get a loan from Chase. They won't loan it to you. They say, just go to the government and get it from them. Well, I don't want it from them. I wanna. I don't want any strings attached from them. Sorry, we don't do any banking now for small businesses. Commercial lending now has dried up all across the board. Working capital, commercial lines of credit, rotating credit. You know, every company needs credit so they can make payroll. And until they get all of the invoices paid for and everything that they, you know, that they had billed other people till all that money comes in, usually 30 to 90 days, you need a revolving loan to be able to pay your monthly bills and to pay your employees. All of that is gone. Working capital, 
commercial line of credit business is almost gone. It's normally a trillion dollars a year. It will be less than $100 billion this year. Why? Because government is just giving money away. The banks are guaranteed 6% rate of return for making PPP loans. So why are they not making any personal loans? Because they're guaranteed 6%. 6% return. And if somebody doesn't pay them back, the bank's not on the hook. The American government is. You want to talk about insane way to run a country, this is it. By the way, this violates all of the principles of MMT, modern monetary theory, which is what we're doing now, which just says print money. We can just keep printing money and it's not a problem. The problem is, is one of the fundamental tenets of this insane policy, money, uh, modern monetary theory, is that uh, loans generate income banks make the loans the loans then make income and they pay the banks back and so you have that continual system well that's violated that's over now it's over so what does it mean to you give me 60 seconds and i'll tell you Rectech, the ultimate, the ultimate experience in grilling and smoking. I, I want you to look at a Rectech. If you are in the in the market for a new grilling uh, experience of anything, I want you to go and look at the very best. I want you to look and say at any price range, what is the best in this price range? Then I want you to go online to R-E-C-T-E-Q and look at a Rectech. Dollar for dollar, because they've cut out the middleman, these are far superior, far superior to anything else on the market. They're made with real steel. It, I mean, it's really an amazing system, and it has smart grill technology. It's sturdy. It's smart. It is fantastic. It will be the best grill you can find, but I want you to do your own homework. Don't take my word for it. Go out and look at other grills. Just make sure before you buy anything, you go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com and see the difference for yourself. It's Rectech with a Q dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Okay, this is what this means. First. Make sure you have your money in a safe bank. So what does that mean? Uh, that usually it means a local or regional bank, but I prefer local. One that is not associated with any of these five big banks. The more local, the better. Get your money into a safe bank. And that it's important that it does not have an investor desk. Small business owners, entrepreneurs, you're going to have to get creative about how to get access to capital because banks are not doing that lending anymore. So if you're a small business owner, uh, you, you may have to uh, turn to equipment financing or invoice 
factoring as a means to get a loan in the next year. The Fed is going to start putting pressure on these banks, I hope, to get them back to lending. They can do this by offering loss guarantees, which is insanity. They did this in the 80s after the savings and loan scandal. They limit the dollars that banks are allowed to keep in reserve at the Fed. So remember what we did in 2008? We said you have to keep more money overnight in case loans start to go bad. They're going to start limiting the loss and start saying to them, don't you don't you can't keep that amount of money in the bank. You got to change that margin. The big part of why banks are slow playing their lending right now is they are making money in the market and it's bogus. It is bogus. They are not loaning this money out to you. They are putting it in the stock market. That's what's driving the stock market up. The, a huge portion of the existing loan industry uh, portfolio is going to have to be rewritten and restructured because as many as 40% of all mortgages are going to have to be refinanced. Probably uh, the, the biggest volume in commercial loan history. The loans uh, that entered some sort of forbearance during COVID-19, they're behind so far, they're just never going to be able to catch up. They're, they're, they're not going to be taken. What's going to happen is Uncle Sam will come in and say, we've got to restructure those loans, which means the existing mortgages are going to get refinanced and extended by three to five years so you can make up for the missed payment and interest that you lost in 2020. That's a write-down that the banks are going to have to absorb. So having more cash on hand is vital to the banks so they can refinance all of their portfolios because of COVID-19. Same thing is true with student loans, car loans, but they both pale in comparison to what's happening in the mortgage industry. We're headed for more problems on that. Personally... I think this is the beginning of the destruction of the dollar and kind of a nice payday for the banks that are going to have to uh, take a loss or a haircut on anything that they have in U.S. dollars, because we all are. This is a way for them to not feel the pain because they're making all this money now through free money that the government is giving them. You're not getting that same kind of treatment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mark lives here in Texas. He writes that he had been hearing about Relief Factor for months when he finally decided to try it for his own pain. He'd been dealing with a lot of tenderness and pain in his shoulder. It had been there for a long time, and he was done. He said that when he first heard me talking about this on the radio, he was skeptical. Uh, And he said, but... I had one day in particular that was really, really bad dealing with his shoulder. He said, I just was like, I, what do I have to lose? Two weeks later, Mark says he was a changed man. Relief factor had worked, melting away the pain in his shoulder until it was completely gone. He got his life back because of relief factor. It is, it works on inflammation and that's where most of our pain comes from in the human body. That's where most of our problems come from is inflammation Relief Factor is not a drug, um, but it was developed by doctors, which is 
One of the reasons why I didn't think it would work because better living through pharmaceuticals. No, no, no. Better living through Relief Factor. This really is good. Go to relieffactor.com. Try it for three weeks. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. And don't miss Blaze TV. You got to get a subscription. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks on that subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the dollar decimation. Biden and his spending spree that will end our currency as we know it. It's all the information that you need to know um, if you if you want to see the writing on the wall. It is coming our way. What it actually means to you. By the way, tried to buy some Doge, uh, Dogecoin uh, today. What is it? D-O-G-E? <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Do you own any? I, you know, uh, there's been investments you are made, so, uh, Glenn. You are so our... cryptic. So cryptic. <laughs> Just yes or no. Yeah, I do own a little bit. I mean, when I did you, when did you buy it? Were you like at point zero zero eight? No, sense? unfortunately, no. Uh, I I missed the. I thought I missed the entire run up, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna do it just because I think it'll be funny. And I bought it at f- I think five point seven cents. So mm. you know, it's been a good three weeks, and I'm only up what seven times my money at this point, which is a very amazing. disappointing. It's amazing. It's so amazing. I mean, ridiculous. do you think this is the people who were kind of involved in a way uh, with the GameStop thing are kind of. Yeah, uh, running this one up, right? Yeah, because look, there are arguments, and we've made them and talked about them about cryptocurrency really being a vital part of our future. There's mm-hmm. not really an argument for Dogecoin to be <laughs> to be right. a vital part of our future. It's basically an abandoned cryptocurrency uh, that was sort of you know it's been dormant really for many years. It was started as a joke. Uh, it is. It's not a. Um, it's a currency that, unlike Bitcoin, there can only be a maximum of 21 million Bitcoin, which is one of the reasons why conservatives, libertarians like this stuff so Bitcoin, much. Yeah. Because, you know, look, you see how we're printing money. You just were talking about all of this, yeah. right? So if there's only 21 million of them, it can't inflate. Then you have the, a good argument that eventually the price will be going up. Dogecoin, I think it's something like 10,000 new Dogecoins are minted every minute. <laughs> It's like a, it's an inflationary currency uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a crazy way. It's basically a currency that's based solely on Elon Musk tweeting about it. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. This one feels just like a joke. It's, a fun, it's been a fun thing okay. to do, and a lot of people have made a ton of money uh, on it. Because, as you point out, Glenn, you know, less than a year ago, you could have bought it for 0.2 cents. And right now... Uh, it's been as let's see where we are here. Um, it was forty five cents, I thought, over the weekend. It did hit. Uh, yeah, it's not there right now. It's up. It's at thirty seven cents right now. So you're talking about hundreds of times your money if you bought a few months ago. But I mean, I bought three weeks ago, and and legitimately, I'm up seven yeah. seven times right now your money. I mean, again, I don't think this is a long lasting thing per se. No, but it's a fun ride. It might be worth a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, people, I, I talk to people all the time that say, Bitcoin, it's too late for me. No, it is not. No, it is not. Uh, I mean, there's a chance that none of this stuff happens because the federal government gets into cryptocurrency and outlaws everything else. Um, but 
you know, from here to there. And that's speculation from here to there. There is there's a lot of upside as the dollar it becomes more and more apparent. The dollar is not going to have value. Um, uh, th- this Bitcoin in particular is going to go up. They're, they're saying now by the end of uh, was it next year? Who was it said this Bloomberg or City or one of the big investment houses said four hundred thousand dollars a coin. It's incredible. In 18 months. And then, like all that stuff sounds nuts. ridiculous. But like it's the same way it sounded one year ago when Bitcoin was at three thousand. Yeah, it felt and we really said it ridiculous. Was at 60, it'll be sixty five by the end of next year. Yeah. Uh, that what? was ridiculous too. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and the Dogecoin thing is, you know, look, all of my investment advice comes from my experience in Dogecoin. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I missed out on it. it went from point zero point two cents to five point seven cents. Well, now it's at thirty five. As you point out, it hit almost fifty cents per, which is completely nuts. I am frankly completely nuts. It was started as a joke, but. You know, these things sometimes get quirky and catch on, and there's enough. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a big rumor going on, Glenn, because what's today? Today's the 19th, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow. This is how serious of a currency this is. Tomorrow is 420. And there's oh a big gosh. conversation about the idea that all, right. all the potheads are going to come in and buy Dogecoin tomorrow. Too. I, I got a signal how high we are right now, <laughs> which we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I wish I were. Kids, let me just say it again. Don't drink too early, mm. okay? Save those blackouts because you are going to need them later in life, especially when you have kids <laughs> about your age. You're going to need them. So please, please, alcoholism is no joke. Save it for later in life. It's not exactly um, the same message as AA, but it's... <laughs> it's no, but it's born from that. <laughs> You know, because I had to sober up or I'd be dead Mm -hmm. with AA, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and uh, I'm not dead. I'm just really regretting that I started so young. Such a mistake. Um, All right. Stu, can I ask you how much money? This is a serious question. How much money do you have to make to buy uh, a really nice house in Georgia uh, a decent small house in Los Angeles, a really nice uh, house up in the hills, just a few minutes away from Malibu. Uh, there's a fourth one. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, the BLM co-founder. Yeah. Uh, and look at if, if the bottom entry level apartment. We don't know what she was looking at, but the bottom level apartment starts at $500,000 in the Bahamas, okay? It's from 500 to I think $10 million. How much money do you have to make to feel comfortable to have those investments? I mean, millions and millions of dollars. Right? Right. I mean, right? this is a woman who is a socialist community organizer like 2 weeks ago. Right. And now she has four houses and is looking at an apartment in the Bahamas. Right. You'd you'd have to have like a lifetime. You're either dumb as a box of rocks, Mm -hmm. which is possible. Possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dumb as a box of rocks or just know that you have just discovered gold and oil. And it's only a matter of time before everybody catches on. And I don't have anything to worry about for the rest of my life. 
I can take all these risks. Well, yeah, I mean, think. I mean, look, think about this for a second, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm not the richest guy in the world, but I've been doing this show for over 20, 20 years. Yeah. Okay, this is a show that we were there to. Fo- we founded this show. Where right? I was on, I was there with you when the show started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It turned into a nationally syndicated show, which has now been, this year, nationally syndicated for 20 years. The host of the program is in the Radio Hall of Fame. No one can explain that really, but we'll no. move on from that particular no. thing. Okay, it's, It was graft. I've been on the show. We've done it for 20 years. We've done television shows together. I've done my own television shows, my own shows. Uh, my wife also has a nas- or had a national syndicated show until COVID hit. Uh, and has worked in some of the top markets in the country. I bought Bitcoin in 2014. I bought Dogecoin three weeks ago. And I have one house. How on freaking earth does this woman uh, yeah. have four houses and How an do you get alone? Bahamas? How do you get a loan? Because where is the, where's the income? Even if you're doing well right now, you don't get a loan like that. Without a long period of income. Right. Show me, show me your tax returns last year and the year before and the year before. I mean, it, it's insane. Something is really wrong here. And everybody just is like, no, it's not. She can do that as a Marxist. No, she can't. No, she can't. The question is, where is the money coming from? And why is the press covering for her? Did you see that mm. last week? Do we still have what we uh, used on Friday? I did a whole Friday uh, rant on this for Blaze subscribers only. It's really good. Um, but uh, uh, Stephen, uh, Sarah, tell me if Stephen has the uh, pictures of the of the you know Dallas headlines and the HuffPo headlines from Friday. Uh, Stu, last week the Post was again the New York Post was censored again and uh, was uh, told you cannot post anything about this story anymore because why do you know the story uh, because you're giving away the uh, location of her home I think was their justification correct mm-hmm. correct correct on Friday I went through uh, the Dallas move uh, the news reporting. Not only on, uh, you have them, bring them up one by one. Here's, here's the first one. This is the Dallas, I think, morning news. Uh, and it's about my house. And yes, it's a beautiful house and expensive. It's sweet, yeah. But I can tell you exactly how I pay for it. You know how I pay for it. I, I do television and radio, and I've worked hard for it. And it is a sweet house. I mean, I, I was just in the backyard last week, and I thought, I said to my wife, I cannot believe this is our house. I'm very, very grateful for the opportunities that this country and you as an audience have afforded me. I appreciate it. I'm a capitalist, okay? I got one. I got one. I don't have a Bahamas, nothing like that, okay? So here they are reporting on my house, and here's another headline reporting (laughs) on my house. Here is before I even moved to uh, Dallas. Here is the Huffington Post showing the house that I was going to rent with photos of the inside and the outside and the location of the house. By the way, the other houses, the you know the other house that I you know put up for sale, uh, they 
They clearly said where that was, etc. Here's a headline from Waco that shows, uh, oh, that, well, I'll go to this one. For, yeah, show the Waco one. This says that I'm buying a ranch in Waco. <laughs> I, I'm not buying a ranch in Waco. No, <laughs> but that was outing me that I'm buying this certain ranch, blah, 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 blah. No concern at all. We had to move from New Canaan because it had become so dangerous for us uh, that people were going through our garbage and it was the house was just not secure for what we were going through. This is the the business insider showing my house that I'm selling and moving out of. Not a problem with that. When I went online and I just put in Glenn's house, Glenn Beck's house, all of these headlines came up, but something else came up. This is on, uh, it wasn't Google, it was uh, the Microsoft, what is it, Bing? Yeah. Search. It said, also search for Glenn Beck's business address. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So I clicked on that and it showed, now luckily this is just my my email address or my uh, post office box, but this is done by, can you read, can you read who, who that is? That's Celebrity Hunter Steve is the source on this one. And if you go to Celebrity Hunter Steve's uh, page, the rest of it, you just click on this. What is it, Sarah? Celebrity Detective Steve. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Celebrity totally different uh, Celebrity yeah. Steve. Celebrity mm-hmm. Detective Steve. Um, he has the list of all of these people who are famous, and their home addresses, including pictures of everything. So I just want to know from Facebook and Twitter and everybody else, why exactly are you going after the post? Because you don't seem to have a problem with it for anyone else. Yeah. And remember, Jason Whitlock was on this program last week. He went into Twitter prison because he tweeted the story about the BLM founder getting all of these uh, properties. Uh, Ben Shapiro had his link on Facebook blocked. They would not allow him to link to the story. And they weren't even like taking responsibility for it. They wouldn't even allow him to outlink to the story about this happening. So here's the thing. I just want you to know this is not about safety. It's not about how many houses she has. It's not about any of it. This is about how did she make her money? Where is that money coming from? That's the only thing. Somebody wants to win a Pulitzer, you know, in the in the parallel universe. That's the story you should be on. How is she making her money and how much money is this Marxist making, especially from BLM? She's just big right. on Dogecoin. That's all. She just is, bought really early. Yeah, yeah well, all. maybe she did. Maybe she did. <laughs> maybe She's she like, did. I hate this country. I'm going to buy Dogecoins. <laughs> all right. Our sponsor this half hour, somewhere out there along the highways and byways of this great country, you might be driving by somebody that is uh, that is that is pulling uh a a blade that is cutting grass on the side of the highway and they're using a hustler there is a hustler dealership with a whole lot of fine looking equipment sitting in the parking lot right now and they're waiting for you to show up and take a test drive see these these lawnmowers used to be made really only for big industry 
you know, the states would buy them so they would have a lawnmower that would last forever and ever and ever and could cut the time down uh, in mowing the sides of the highway or the football fields. These were the people that invented the zero turn technology, and it will cut the time of cutting your grass in half. Now, there are other people now that that make uh, zero turn lawnmowers, but these are the guys in the 1960s that invented it. These are the guys who have perfected it. And I want you to test drive another lawnmower. Go do it. Make sure, though, you also take a test drive with a hustler. Go to hustlerturf.com. Test drive this lawnmower. It is built like a tank. Hustlerturf.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. John in Arizona. Last word on Dogecoin. Go ahead. Hey, Glenn, this is crazy that I'm actually talking to you for the first time ever, and it's about Dogecoin, so this is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, my fiancé, it's an honor, by the way. My, uh, my fiancé and I spent 20 bucks in August or July of last year on several thousand of these at point zero zero three cents, and we're about halfway saved up for our wedding now. It just paid for a month of our bills, and my dad just called me the other day and invested a couple thousand because... Unbelievable. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's a great story, John. Thank you so much, John in Arizona. Uh, the great Scott Walker next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.